Hello everyone out there and welcome to another installment of Lapsed Dance, uh, the show for uh, former strippers uh, where we talk about uh, basically how they're getting on in their lives, what sort of challenges there are for strippers after they get out of the game and maybe share some old war stories. What was it like up there on the stage when you were taking your clothes off? My, my name is Fazi Lafazio. I'm your host, of course, and joining me in the studio today is a, a tremendous uh, now-retired stripper uh, by the name of Cutter Butts. Mm-hmm. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, Cutter. How, how are you feeling, first of all? Well, I'm feeling okay, you know? Things are progressing. I, f- I feel like life is finally turning itself around. Oh, I see. At post-retirement, were you unhappy as a stripper? Yeah, you know, you go from having people's eyes on you all the time, every day, mm-hmm. to, to just sleeping at home with your cats. And it's like, well, what is the point of all of this? You know, what is the point of being retired? I got to find something to do, something to mm-hmm. something to put meaning into my life. So, you know, I've been coaching young strippers, uh, finding them wherever I can and just teaching them how to take the clothes off. Giving back, giving That's back right. to the community. This community needs something and I'm happy to be it. I see. Now... When you go looking for a young stripper mm-hmm. to take under your wing, yeah, where do you find them? Well, there's all kinds of places you can find kids who might want to take their clothes off. The important thing to do is make sure that it's kids who are old enough to do so. So you never go to the middle schools, right. only to the high schools. Now, I might have to stop you there, Cutter, because a lot of the kids in a high school will actually be, uh, I believe, under the legal age for stripping. Right, 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 right. There's an important process where you ask for the driver's license. It's, it's that simple. It's really that simple. Now, you know you can get a driver's license at 16. Right, right. But it has the age, it has the birth date on I it see. and you can verify. You I can see. do a little bit of math. I may be a stripper, but I know how to add up to 18. You all know right? what? I, I apologize. I misunderstood the reason for asking for the license. No, it's it's all right. Now it's, it's fair to assume uh, the worst in some people. Granted, my background, people generally do assume that at, because I was a stripper, I might be doing illicit activities as an older person. But that is not the case. All right, everything's street legal. Everything's above board. So you go down to the high school. Do you just wander in during the regular school hours? I have an agreement with the cheerleading coach. So, you know, uh, we, I, I got to practice and just say, hey, look, your moves are pretty good. You ever thought about doing those without clothes on? Mm. And now it's important to note, I don't discriminate between male and female. You know, either, either genders are welcome to be a stripper. That's an important thing about stripping and an important thing about my coaching style. Absolutely. I, I mean... I feel like I should give a little bit of background. Both uh, myself, Fazio Lafazio, and Cutter Butts, we are veterans of uh, the unisex stripping world, mm-hmm. unisex strip clubs. Uh, that is, it's really the only way to strip as far as I'm concerned. I would have to agree. You know, it's important to not discriminate in any way. And I think that the, the great way to do that is to set up a situation where everybody doesn't know what anybody is. Absolutely. And, you know, strip club, unisex strip club patrons are the best people in the world. They are people who, after a hard day of work, they just want to go into a building and just look at something. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and the cool thing about unisex stripping is that it's all entirely in the dark, so you just know that there's people taking their clothes off, but you can't see who's who or who what's what. It's, it's a beautiful setup, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I don't need to tell the listeners this. They, this is why they're calling in. This is why they listen to this show. And, and on that note, I think we would like to take uh, a couple of calls. I mean, I got plenty of questions for you, Cutter, but I'm sure folks listening at home do too. Uh, hello, you're on the air. This is Laps Dance. I made it on the air. You, you sure did. Oh, uh, cool. What, what's, what's your name there, friend? Oh, my name's Steve. Um, 
I, I was in the the Gilded Pony, which is where I believe Cutter Butts works. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, I should say worked. You should. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I wanted to know, uh, did you ever touch a man on his arm? He had a scar just below his uh, left elbow. It was shaped like a star. It was. Did you? Was that you? You know, Cutter, I got to imagine you've touched many a man on their arm. Yeah, I can't say that I would remember anything like that. And we did just say that these unisex strip clubs are completely dark. So. Right, so, so I guess that's why he's given the detail about the scar, but, oh. but I, 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 I can't say that I remember a scar. Oh, well, if it wasn't you, it wasn't you. All right, uh, thanks. Hmm, well. You know, I got to think... There was some dark and terrible purpose behind that call that we will never understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if maybe he thought like he fell in love with me, but it was actually somebody else. This is a long shot, but if there is someone out there that that story rang any bells for, if you could call in, I would, I would mightily appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to hear about. I, I, I'd, I'd be curious to know if that if that hit anybody in the home in the heart. You know, that guy deserves to have answers. Absolutely. The, well, the phone lines are ringing up. I mean. I doubt the next person calling in will be that person, but maybe we'll get lucky. That would be incredibly fortuitous. No, it's me. Hi. Oh. Uh, who, 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 who might this be? Uh, this is this is Gary. Gary, it's been so long. I'm I'm assuming Gary from Gilded Pony. Gary from the Gilded Pony. Hi, Cutter. Hey, how you doing? How's your family? Uh, they're great. They miss you. Ah, uh, well, you know, I, I can't come around every day. So, do, do you and Gary, you had some kind of familial relationship? Well, he, w- he would come by every Tuesday, and my wife would cook a pot roast, and th- then we'd just do a little recreational stripping, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's important to keep the, the, the skills up at t- peak shape, you know, when, you, when you're doing it in the dark so often, you never know exactly how it's coming off, so it's important to take it off in, in private in the light. And we could do our dangerous experimental stuff that we can't do in the club. Like when you take a shoe and you remove it from your foot and then you put it onto your hand and see if anybody's going to think, whoa, is she walking with her hands? What? Just hearing about that, I, my mind is blown. Mm-hmm. So you do that in the dark and nobody knows it's happening, but you do it in the light in front of your, your best friend's kids. You really know what the real world thinks of you. Absolutely. Anyway, could you... <laughs> could you... This is probably illegal, but uh, I definitely touched that last caller's arm, and I would like to just, uh, I can't stand the thought that there's someone out there who thinks they're in love with me, and I really want to call them up and just dispel this notion. Could you give me the number? Nah, Gary, that is, now, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I'm a stickler for laws and regulations. When Cutter said that he might be recruiting underage strippers, I nearly had a heart attack, so... I'm, I cannot give. I have standards. Gary, there are rules, and I, I, I feel like we might be better off uh, putting together a coalition to go and find the guy instead of uh, trying to get you his number, because that's, that's legal. This sounds like the same old cutter butts to me, huh? I suggest some radical action, and you're like, no, let's take it in this more modern direction. This is, this is why you lost your post. Look, I don't want to talk about that. I loved being the president of the stripping union, and I, I, I don't want to talk about how I lost it. You know, I think, you know, I was listening to an interview with now former President Obama, and he was talking about how, you know, 
people on the outside, they just don't understand like the pressures of that job. I got to think, Cutter, I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you say that as the president of this stripping union, you had equal, if not greater pressure on you than President Obama? Well, I think I absolutely would. You know, he had bigger uh, uh, decisions that were more globally impactful, but mine were more impactful among the small community in which I worked, you know? He outlawed Prince Albert's, and that really put, like, I had actually three of those uh, in a line. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Gary, but sometimes rules have to be made, you know? Cutter? Yeah, Gary? I'm, I'm disappointed, and I'm mad. Uh, and I'm mad at you, Fazio Fazio, for not giving me that number, but uh, I don't want to hang up mad, so... Well, Gary, why don't we why don't we come up with a plan for how we're going to figure out where Steve is? Like, we can still find the guy. We just can't give you his number because that's not radio legal. All right. Uh, what if we? Okay, so so we know that he was a patron of the of the of the Gilded Pony. What if we waited? What what about a sting operation on our old home? And I could be the mole. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure we need a mole, but I'd love you to be that role well, if you want it. I'm only it if I could be the mole, because I'm the man on the inside. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to work just as normal and just feel everybody's arms, and then if you find one with a star tattoo, you'd be like, uh, not tattoo, sorry, scar, then you'd just be like, hey, I'm the guy who you thought Cutter might have been. That is a very straightforward plan, but I think it'll work. Well, you know, initially I thought we'd just wait outside and see if we could see anybody, but then you reminded me you're on the inside. I'm like, well, just feel up people's arms. You know what's funny is like cops always like to toss around those fancy words like sting and raid, but what sting? You're just waiting outside a place. Yeah, that's right. It's just hang out in a car for hours with your best friend. Hope you see something. Do you really think I'm your best friend? Well, yeah, Gary, who else I got? I, I know things have been tense since you lost your Prince Alberts, but I feel like we still go way back and we can't lose that. All right, this is the moment of catharsis I was waiting before getting off the phone. I got to thank you guys. Hey, yeah, Gary, it's great to hear from you, man. I, I totally understand needing that moment of catharsis to get off the phone. I feel it every time Every time I call into the bank and I make a transfer, and I think, could you just brighten my day a bit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it every time I, I go to like a fast food restaurant, and they say, hey, have a good day. I'm like, I'm here, I'm getting fast food at 6 in the morning. I don't think it's going to be a good day, but I appreciate that moment of catharsis of you thinking I might possibly have one. Now, is that a glimpse into your daily routine now that you are retired? Yeah, it's uh, I wake up at six. I go straight to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I go home. I eat that food. Then I watch TV. Then I contemplate where I'm going to find more children. And by children, I mean 18 year olds only. And then I generally will go back to McDonald's on my way to the school. Uh, you know, I can tell that it is true that you are not stalking children because of the way that you slipped up and then corrected yourself. That is generally what happens. See, people who are doing something dangerous will slip up and then not notice it because it's real for them. But for me, mm-hmm. I, I said it wrong and thought, oh, no, I don't want to give off the wrong impression here because the truth is so clean and pure. It's like if you're talking to your buddy and he's just like, I murdered my wife. No, wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, he did not. He didn't because your buddy wouldn't say something like that if it was true, right. you know? Not even as a joke. Yeah, if it was true, he would say, I murdered my wife. Help me bury the body. And then... This is where I've seen many t-shirts and bumper stickers that have implored on me the idea that a good friend is someone who will help you hide a body. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment, Cutter. Well, I, I feel like, in my experience, a good friend is somebody who would, who would help you hide a body because if, if they won't, then that means that they have to be the next body, right? Oh. 
I did not realize there was that terrible implication about well, statement. Well, like if, if it's a bad friend who won't help you bury a body, then you have told them that you have a body and they're not going to help you bury it. There's right. only one solution. Add them to the list. I guess, you know, I do not have the soul of a murderer, but when I no, thought neither of it, do I. when I thought of it, uh, thank you for getting in there right away and saying you do not have the soul of a murderer. Uh, but like if I killed someone and I went to my friend and I was like, could you help me hide this body? And they said, no, I would say, all right, well, what are you doing Tuesday? You still want to play bridge? They would probably say, no, I'm be calling the police right now and you're going to jail unless you kill them too. Like, I don't want to stereotype any of your friends, but that's what people do. I guess I'm just real naive. I don't know. You seem pretty smart. You seem to have a good head on your shoulders. You brought me on the show to talk about children. That's a great idea. I, I, I don't know if that was the reason I had you on necessarily. I mean, we are talking about it an awful lot. Uh, as it happens, uh, let's get back to this, though. Uh, so you, you recruit a child from the cheerleading squad. Mm-hmm. You got an arrangement with the cheerleading coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, are these... Now, I'm allowed to say this because I'm a former stripper, uh-huh. and as you are. So know that I'm approaching this topic with the most, you know, the most delicacy. That's not the right word, but the most delicateness... Perhaps there's probably a better word. Yeah, what are those? Students that you recruit to be strippers, I gotta assume like they're probably not going to college. They probably don't have a lot of other prospects. You know, you know is, am I getting the right idea here? Well, yeah. You know, you take a kid who, who's maybe down on their luck and needs a little bit of an assist, and you say, okay, well, hey, here, I got all these private parties. You can go strip at these parties. You just give me 50% of what they pay you mm. and go on your merry way. That is a big cut. Uh, well, you know, I arrange all the details. I coach them how to do it. I show them what taking their clothes off could look like. And then I explain to them that it's important you turn the lights off and make sure nobody can see you while you do it. It increases tips immensely. Man, human sexuality is so strange. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and that's the thing, like, I didn't realize until I really got heavy in the stripping. You grow up and it's like looking at pictures, looking at videos. It's like looking at stuff you can see. And then you realize the real actions, looking at stuff you can't see. That's right. The, the mystery is so much greater. And, and as everybody knows, mystery is arousing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it looks like we've got another call here. Uh, I'm going to go to the phones again. Hello. Hi. Hada, who's 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 this calling in? Uh, my name is Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. What are you calling in for? I'm I'm well. I'm not 18 yet, but uh, it's actually only a couple of days from now. I will turn 18. I'm looking for a job. I was wondering, uh, could I? interview to be a stripper with mr butts oh well uh you're welcome to interview but until you t- actually do turn 18 i'm not gonna give you any jobs or any tasks because that's illegal and i don't do that again th- th- the lady does protest too much is the phrase i want to say for some reason we don't need to react to that too much Sandy, just come on down, interview, and we'll see what happens. Definitely, I would say that until you turn 18, I won't send you out on any jobs, but I might tell you where you could find something. Now, you've been talking a lot about people, it being important for people not to be able to see you. Um, 
if I am blind, will that complicate? Like, I can't see. I don't. Does this help or hurt? That's a great question. Actually, I hadn't considered that one before. Uh, 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 but I would say, if you can't see the patrons, then you don't even know if they can see you. So that should up it for you, right? You should be really into that. Uh, Sandy, have you listened to uh, Invisibilia? Yeah, I listen every week. Okay, do you remember the episode with the Batman, the blind guy who would click his tongue like sonar and could visualize things around him? Cutter Butts is staring at me, and I think he's maybe not heard this particular episode of that no, particular show. Uh, so, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, wig this one for a bit. But no, I know exactly. So, I, I don't have a tongue. Well, now hold on just a minute, because you are talking quite audibly, and people can understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. So I have a silver tongue, literally. Oh, okay. So you do have a tongue then, because <laughs> it sounds like it's working just fine. Listen, Cutter, I don't need your attitude. Well, I, was, I apologize, Sandy. I, I do. I do want to employ you. I want to help you. I just. It just. It feels like you're coming off the bat with all these lies. Now, Sandy. You are a guest on our show, but Cutter is also a guest, so I, like, simmer down a bit. Your story, let's face it, does not make much sense. So, like, don't, like, you're getting some attitude, but it's, it's well-deserved. CD, I apologize if it came off as, uh, as if I was trying to offend you in any way. It's just that you lied to me, and I hate that, and it makes me very angry. Look, if... If a guy has a prosthetic leg, but then he says he doesn't have a leg, would you call him a liar? Well, no, but I would say his statement was inaccurate. You should try that in real life. I bet he would love it. I, I, I haven't, but you know, the thing about it is if you just take that leg off, that's kind of like stripping, right? So, so really, he's on my side. Do you want me to take the tongue out? I'd be curious to hear what that sounds like, yeah. All right, just this. No, I can't understand you. Put that back in. Well, yeah. Of course you could understand me. I don't have a tongue. Well, okay, but you do have a tongue in the... Like, you're capable of speaking to other people, right? So I, I don't really understand how it's relevant. Like, that's the kind of thing you might want to keep quiet until, like, you're married to somebody and just be like, check it out, I don't actually have a tongue. We're not going to French? I mean... Before we get married? I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. In my experience, it's been... Uh, man, woman after man and woman, and, and all of them just say, Cut, I'm not into this. And I'm like, well, why? Cause, just because the lights are off all the time? And they're like, no, because you keep talking and telling me your opinions on things, talking to children. And like, real, like, what is worse <laughs> than, like, like, kissing with the tongue? I don't get it out of there. Yeah, nobody wants that involved. Lip on lip action, that's what I'm all about. All right, you guys don't know what you're missing, but... The point I was trying to make 10 minutes ago is that I cannot make the click sound, so I can't be like the Batman guy with the sonar. Well, Sandy, I'm glad we got to the end of that. <laughs> that unraveled, but I appreciate that it came back to its beginnings. Anyway, my point is, uh, yeah, I can't see the people who can't see me, but does that matter? Cut is saying it does. Fawcett, do you have an opinion? I'd... <sighs> I do not have much of a video on this. Uh, I cut up. Look, you retired. Yeah. Don't you want a challenge? Don't you want a project? Oh, absolutely. I'm on board. I say, come on down, Sandy. But just in a couple days when you're 18. Uh, well, we, can, right. we can start the interview process sooner. I don't have a problem with that. But I will not send you out on any jobs until you pass the age of 18 because that makes you legal. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'll see you 
What's today? Tuesday? Okay. Thursday? Cool, yeah. Come on down to the Gilded Pony. I'll wait outside. It'll be a sting operation. Not a sting. You're just waiting. Stop trying to sound cool. She sounds sassy. Yeah. One of the, that's the kind of attitude you got to deal with when you're dealing with high school kids. I'm used to it. Yeah. Se- seniors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seniors. Yeah. Eight, high school adults is what I high should school. call them. <laughs> yeah. High school adults. That's, I think that, that, that phrasing might help everybody if I just use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But then they might think I'm hiring teachers, and I don't want, I don't want to fuck with that. You, excuse my swearing. I hope that's okay on your show. I just I don't want to mess with any teachers because they are dangerous. You know, it would be crazy for a show about strippers to have a, a language policy that would let us not say uh, that particular word that you said. I won't say it because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman. Mm. But you're cool. You're cool, Cutter. Oh, thank you. Well, Cutter... I want to thank you for coming on the show. Is that anything, any other message you want to impart on people, on maybe young strippers out there, old strippers out there? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're an old stripper and you're thinking, like, it might be time for retirement, make sure you consider what your day is going to be like. If you, if you go uh, too long without having something to take off, uh, some clothes to take off, you're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to be unhappy. And I don't want that for anybody. Mm. Young strippers, I say, just make sure the lights are off. If the lights are on, people are going to you know, take liberties that you don't want. You got to protect yourself. Turn mm-hmm. them lights off. Then you don't even have to do anything. It's kind of cool. Hold on. <laughs> now, when you say don't do anything, do you mean, have you, have you been taking some days off the job on the job? Well, I, I, I would be, I would be uh, lying if I didn't say there were some days where the lights went off. I sat down on stage, took a nap, waited until all the tips started pouring into my face and then woke up and said, ah, and ran away. Now, you might be did wondering you, did why. Did you gather said, up the tips? Yeah, of course. I okay, gathered good. up the tips. I mean, that's what it's all about. You might be wondering why I scream, and that's because I would wake up and the lights would be on and people would be staring at me and I'd be like, ah, and gather my tips and run away. Now, if you, first of all, that is deplorable, but if you wanted a cover story, because I'm, I'm all about helping out. Oh, yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll help out anyone, good or bad. Evil or virtuous. I do not know if like photosynthetical narcolepsy is a thing, but you could claim that light will make you fall asleep instantly. Oh, or lack of it? Because when the lights go off, that was when I would fall asleep. So well, <laughs> it's like I need the light on to be able to stay awake. Here's what, here's what I'm saying. They don't know you're asleep in the dark. When the lights come on, oh. if they think you have this disease, they think you just went to sleep right then. Oh, so I was stripping the whole time, but my clothes right. were on and I'm asleep because the lights came on. I forgot about the clothes. <laughs> I think people in strip clubs are gullible enough generally to fall for that, though. I appreciate that. So, so young strippers, if you do pull what I pulled, <clears throat> consider uh, uh, that lie. It might help you out. All right. Well, I think we've imparted a lot of wisdom on the show today. I've been Fazi Lafazio, my guest, Cutter Butts. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me, Fazi. It's, it's great to have a reason to do anything during the day. Absolutely. Uh, that, uh, I got a little sad hearing that just now, but going to power through. Uh, maybe we'll have you back. Maybe you'll have another day in your future where you'll have a reason to do a thing again. Well, yeah, it's, it's just good to be in a place that's not a high school, you know? Thank you so much, Fazi. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're currently in high school and you see uh, what looks like a retired stripper, maybe that's just cut a butts and maybe you just hit the jackpot. Join us next week. Uh, I will have uh, Michael Nipple 
on the show. Uh, his name is spelled Nipple, but there's an accent over the E. French. Of course. Yeah, French. I guess it's probably Michel Nipple, now that I think about it. Yeah, you'll find out, right? You got to tune in next week to find out if it's Michael or Michelle. That is a good tease, Cutter. Man, you should have my job. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Good evening.